Welcome to the Everyday Ellie Podcast, where this isn't a professional podcast, but this is a professional something. Um, yeah, this episode's late. Why is it late, Eddie? Why is it late? Well, you see, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Great game, very long, very expansive. Still not even done with the first island. I haven't even done so much in that game, and it, I'm... D- I can't even say I'm halfway done. Also, pl- been playing a lot of Fall Guys, and Fall Guys is addicting. Like, if you've pl- ever played Gang Beast, it's made by the same people who made that, Battle Royale. You may have just heard a beep. What is that beep? Smoke detector. Needs battery changed. I can't get it off the wall. Haven't talked to my landlord yet because I haven't been home. What, Eddie, you haven't been home? Yes, I've been busy. I've been with friends. I'm enjoying life. I'm happy. Be happy, bitches. Speaking of being happy, God, okay, so I want to say thank you to all my friends who I can and can't name. I could name them all, but I'm not going to. You know who you are. Thank you for the support that you gave me last week uh, going through everything with the loss of Houdini. Like, God, it goes to show again how much I love my friends and how great of a support group they are. But, 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 and... She doesn't know I'm doing this. She, I always tell her how much I appreciate her and how much I love her. But if you don't have a friend like my friend Olivia, I feel sorry for you. Okay? I was driving back from my friend's uh, birthday gathering uh, at a beach like two hours away. And she, she had a little something, something to drink. And she's like, oh, I got you something. It's great. I think you're going to love it. It may just be me drunk over hyping it, but I think you're going to love it. I was like, okay, well, you're one of my best friends. Um, you know me pretty well by now. If you say you got me something, even if you like, I don't like it, it came from you, I'm going to like it. Like, So I like when she told me that, I was like, okay, is it a painting? Is it alcohol? Is it something goofy and funny? I never in a million years would have guessed that she got me a stuffed Labrador with a handkerchief and put the letters spelling Houdini's name on it. I sent that to my dad and I damn near cried in front of her and it takes a lot to make me cry. But that was just something truly special and meaningful to me. Um, she even told me she tried to take the eye out so it looked more like Houdini. And she's not someone who needs a lot of praise and she probably doesn't like being put on the spot like this. But, I mean, I just got to give props to Olivia. She's She's been with me for a while, ever since I was secretly fucking her roommate, uh, that she likes to, every once in a while, get upset about that I never told her, even though I wanted to tell her. But uh, she is one of the reasons why I finished college, because whenever I was just sitting around my house bored... We're not doing anything. She'd invite me to the library, and I'd be in the library for hours just getting work done. Uh, Like, just, hey, you want to sit in the library? Even, like, before I went back to school, she would, hey, you want to sit in the library? Sit in the library with me. Come, Come get some work done. I'm getting some work done. That, like, was a big motivator and, like, really helped me because it was just like, okay, usually I can't sit still and do homework, but... I don't know, just, like, hanging around her, was able to get shit done. The fact that she did something that thoughtful from, like, the bottom of her heart and just, like, oh, God, I appreciate Olivia so much. 
She's one of my closest friends. If you don't have a friend that thoughtful, I feel bad for you. Um, but enough about the emotional side of things. Let, let's get into the, the meaty meat and potatoes of today's podcast episode. So, you guys may be wondering, Eddie, what, what's going on? What's today's episode about? Well, well, if you've read, you're wondering, who, who's, who's Damien? Eddie, you got a kid you don't know about? Uh, probably, a running joke with my friends is that I probably have multiple kids that I don't know about. Kidding. I'm not that. I'm not. Okay, I'm kind of a man whore. Anyway, that, that's the old me. We're looking for commitment and to kind of settle down. We'll, we'll see. Anyway, um, the birth of Damien. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the context of the name Damien is any... Oh, God, I'm about to yawn. <sighs> also say hello to Brian. Hey, Brian. Yeah, there's your appearance for the episode. But... Uh, any movie that has to deal with Lucifer's son coming back to Earth, they always name him Damien. That is a name that my friends from back home have given me for my less than stellar uh, personality traits. For when I truly, truly, truly just do not give a flying <laughs> what goes on. Um, now, most of you who know me, probably a lot more personally, like, Eddie, what are you talking about? You? Less than stellar personality traits? Yes, I've mentioned before, I'm not the best person at times. And I will say from late 2000... Excuse me. From late 2014 to about 2017. 20, yeah, 2017-ish. I was a very toxic individual. Now... You may be wondering, Eddie, why, why are you talking about a time when you were toxic? Because, motherfuckers, I felt toxic as fuck a couple weeks back. And that's what I wanted to talk about, but then Houdini happened. And I wanted to talk about something the week before that, but I completely forgot, I think. Actually, no, I think it was just last week with Houdini. Anyway, so, yeah, why was I feeling toxic? Well, um, luckily, I have great friends. One of them being Olivia, the other one being my buddy Aaron. Uh, I wanted to tweet something. And I said, hey, is this too much? And they were both like, yes, you should definitely not tweet that. For context, the tweet was something along the lines of, I can't wait for the pandemic to be open, to be over, so that way bars and clubs are open again, because I know there are girls who are tired of their boyfriends or their exes or their situationships that are ready to hit the club. What does that mean? Uh... I mean, if you live under a rock, it means, yo, I know you're still with your man because you can't really get away from him. So once the bars and clubs open up, hit me up and I will gladly be your entanglement. All right. I was feeling like I was on my August Alicinia flow. I was trying to get entangled with people who were already tangled. And, you know, that's a part of my life that 
you know, I, I did. I did. I, I inserted myself into a couple relationships that I probably should not have. Um, did it work out for them? No. Did it work out for me? No. Excuse me. But sometimes you just feel an urge to go back to how you were. And the part of uh, me wanting to be toxic isn't always necessarily for the fact that, oh, I'm in the mood to cause some trouble. Sometimes it's just for the fact that, like, toxic me just legitimately did not give a fuck about anything that happened in life. Uh, You could tell me, like, oh, you just failed the test and you wrecked your car. All right, but where the biddies at? Like, where's... Where's that next party? Like, what's going on? What are we, what are the plans? Like, I will deal with this later. Right now, let's get drunk and let's have fun. And I feel like sometimes it's good to embrace the toxicity. Sometimes it's terrible. Um, Now, some of you may wonder, like, Eddie, did you ever outgrow this? Yes, I feel that I am at the point in my life where I have outgrown a majority of my toxic tendencies. However, 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 however. I will say that my friends have also tried multiple times, multiple, multiple, multiple times where they will get me drunk, drunk enough that I am toxic as fuck. And then, you know, let me get it out of my system and effectively kill Damien. It didn't work. He was gone for a couple months. Then he came back. Um, I think I had to get to a point in my life where I had to personally choose to be a better person than the person I was. However, that didn't, doesn't mean that motherfucker doesn't have some fun. Uh, take last year, for example, I went to Vegas and it was in the midst of a bad breakup. Um, and you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I'm not going to get into details, but you know, I kind of started like dancing and kissing and flirting with an older woman. And she was talking like she came with someone. And I was just like, forget him. You with me now. I got you. I'll take care of you. Where does shit like that come from? It comes from the part of me that chooses to be toxic. And sometimes the part of me that chooses to be toxic. Excuse me. <sighs> Thank God this is not a professional podcast. The part of me that chooses to be toxic is sometimes very heavily tied in to the part of me that is very, very, very self-confident. Self, and sometimes my self-confidence is borderline narcissistic. I'll be honest. I am very full of myself. When I am feeling myself, I am feeling myself. I can do no wrong, and I can literally jerk myself off. Not literally, but, you know, jerk myself off in the sense of, like, I will stroke my ego so much that I will probably quite literally get off to myself thinking I am so great. Has that ever harmed me? Yeah, a couple times. But there are other times where it is successful as fuck in helping me accomplish whatever the fuck I want to accomplish. Okay? I can walk into a room and bullshit with the best of them if I'm in that mood because it's not Eddie talking to you. It is Damien. It is the son of the devil. I am 
I can charm the pants off of anybody. It is a guarantee. And it's not like, oh, he works fast. No, Eddie works fast. Eddie doesn't care. Or Eddie cares. Eddie works fast, and then he gets to know you. He takes it smooth, you know, wines and dines. Classic, romantic. That's Eddie. Damien, toxic, volatile, filled with vitriol Damien. It's just, he's a slow burn. If you've ever, ever had an encounter with me, and, you know, we're kind of flirting, and it, it just kind of goes like, oh, you know, you're cute, but I don't think I could do anything with you. Or it's like, oh, I don't think of you that way. Nine times out of t- uh, actually ten out of ten, there's a chance that after that encounter, I have turned around and I've said, watch me. I've either said it to you or I've said it about you. I said, watch me. She will be mine. And that's the worst part. It doesn't even happen. It's just a slow build. It's a slow build. Every step is methodical. It's calculated. It's essentially just planned out. You don't even think that I'm planning it out, but I'm planning it out. And yeah, it's manipulative as fuck. But Damien don't care. Damien doesn't care. Damien's like, he wants it. He gets it. Like, let WAP have come out when I was full Damien. God. God. Um... So what's the point of me talking about this? Because that was definitely peak toxicity. Like, my peak toxicity was when I was in the relationship going through uh, some Damien things. Because, you know, I was dating my girlfriend and then messing around with girls on the side. And I'm not proud of it. It It's not something I enjoy. Like... Like, I talk about it because it is something that I've experienced, and hopefully from talking about it, you guys can avoid making the same mistakes that I did or know the signs. But I would, you know, talk to one girl, uh, you know, and still have my girlfriend, and then, you know... But, like, the worst part is... I never, I never fluked. I couldn't miss. Because, you see, most guys, when they have a side piece or are cheating, they fall off. It's just like, they're not as good of a boyfriend. They start, they get sloppy. They get sloppy. Damien, Damien was a calculating motherfucker. He knew he couldn't get sloppy. So what do you do? He got better. Oh, more time with my girlfriend. Uh, Nicer things done. Like, oh my god. Okay. So this was peak Damien fuckboy me. Um, I don't think... I had my car. I still have my car. So, date night with my girlfriend. I didn't have a job at the time. She paid for dinner. 
I picked her up. I drove. Took her out to... We went. It was like Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, ended up buying or taking a cup. Don't remember which. And I had got her flowers. And But I decided wasn't spending the night. Call my buddy up. Having a conversation like, yeah, I just had a date with Aaron. I'm about to go pick up. Other girl. Other girl had a boyfriend. Boyfriend wasn't paying her attention. So... That's not on me. That's on you. Maintain your relationships. Anyway. Actually, no. Don't step out of your relationships. Maintain your relationships. Make sure you, like your partner is comfortable, you know, and you're meeting their needs. But, at the time... I didn't give a fuck, nigga, you don't want to take care of her, I'll take care of her. I don't know how my girlfriend didn't notice this at the time. So, I gave her flowers. I was on the phone with my buddy, waiting for the girl to come down, hang out with my buddy once she starts getting near the car. She gets in the car, pull out another thing of flowers. I gave both girls flowers. Like, what the fuck, who does that? And then took other girl back to my house. And, you know, had a fun night. Who does that? Scum. I was literal scum. Like, eventually I got to the point where it's just, like, I... One, I wasn't happy in the relationship, so I finally broke it off. I wasn't expecting anything to come with that girl. It, and then, like, I guess she exited her relationship and... I guess because I exited mine, she felt pressure to it, which I didn't care. Like, you could have your boyfriend. I, did I like her? Did I have feelings for her? Yeah, but I just, you know, I thought it was more fun. The secrecy, that's I don't know. I, like I said, prime fuckboy. Um, here's the thing. There was a time... Where after I got into a car accident, uh, you know, I was still talking to both girls. Well, one was my girlfriend. The other was, you know, side girl. Both invited me to the same party. I was just like, I don't want to go. I don't feel good. I don't feel like socializing. I don't have a car. I'm not in the party mood. I just want to chill, talk to my friends back home on PlayStation. Both were like, okay, cool. Or No. My girlfriend invited me. I told her no. Uh, side girl had invited me. Uh, had told me about it. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm not planning on going. Uh, but I th- think my girlfriend's going. Whatever, whatever. So they both end up at the party. I'm texting both of them. And then side girl is just like, I want to tell her about us. She was drunk. She didn't mean it. However, me being, I'm just like, no, do not do that. Like, what do you gain? All, all you'd be doing is breaking up my relationship and then you still have yours so like you're just like what she graduates like we graduate soon like it it what what do you have to gain it was literally me like i was freaking out but at the same time it's just like kind of just scolding like don't do that like you have nothing to gain from this what what could you possibly have to gain like there's no reason for it like don't 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 fuck up a good thing. I don't I don't want you to fuck up a good thing. Uh, she ended up not doing it. But it was just like... It, when, when you juggle like that, it is 
not healthy. Like, I'll, I'll even admit, like, there were times where I lost sleep, where I was like, am I going to get caught? It, it, it wasn't worth it. it. Was it fun? Yes. Because every guy has an ego, and for some reason, our ego is fed when women find us attractive. Was it a good thing for me to do? No. Did my girlfriend ever find out? No. She actually thought that uh, I was fucking someone else. Right room, wrong person. Um, but because I started hanging out with them more publicly now, because you know I didn't, I didn't care. Uh, but what was it? Oh yeah, the, the oof. I didn't even get into like the birth. Next part. Next part. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's that's just descriptions of prime Damien and Damien behavior. So, how did Damien come to be born? Um, Damien started not... It was never named. It didn't get named until I got to college. But, you know, I exhibited certain fuckboy tendencies in high school... It just wasn't full-blown fuckboy. Then I got to college, and I dated this one girl. Got punched on the face in Valentine's Day, and it was just kind of like, all right. Kind of like, it was my least healthy relationship to date. Um, so going through nine months of that, I was just like from like September to about June. It was just, I couldn't. I could like, and then... I ended up in a situationship with a different girl uh, where we were essentially dating but not dating. And she would fuck one of the guys that lived in my building. And then, like, she'd come over and either fuck him and then come sleep with me or fuck me and then go sleep with him. Or she'd go fuck some dude on the basketball team and then come hang out with me. Or, like, she'd get drunk, the basketball team, like, eventually got to the point where, like, her and I weren't talking, and then, like, she'd get drunk, mess around, and, like, talk to the dudes on the basketball team, they'd fuck her over, and then she's coming back to me, and you know what they say, a shoulder to cry on becomes a dick to ride on, and, you know, that just put me in a bad mindset, and then... Not that it's women's fault, like, they're outside influences, too, but just so, like, you see where I got to the aspect of, like, fuck these girls, I'm kind of just do me, but also have my relationship. Um, and then, I never realized it when I started dating this girl, but there were things, like, at first it was fine, and then... We got back to school, and it became clingy, and I just wanted space, but I couldn't give my space because she was going through a lot, and I tried to be as supportive as possible, but, like, eventually, like, when you see someone, significant other or not, and they're in your space, and you cannot breathe, and all they want is attention, and you can only give so much of yourself, you just kind of snap. And when I reached that snapping point, 
I had gotten careless. So I was bored, and I downloaded Tinder over the summer, like, after just dating this girl. And I was just like, you know, I'm bored, I want attention, whatever, whatever. Uh, started talking to her, maintained talking to her. I slipped up. I got caught, texted this girl, flirting with her, and I was just like... She, I was just like, oh, it was a coworker. I'm sorry. Like, nothing ever happened. We were just really close, and we are kind of flirty. But then I spun it a little bit, and I was like, I told you my personality is flirty, and it happens sometimes. Like, I'm sorry that you feel uncomfortable about that. I can try not to do it anymore. And, you know, that fixed the relationship. And then, you know, I had my instances where I stepped out. I got entangled. Um... You know, I had an entanglements, but <laughs> I fucking hate that I'm using that word so much. But, um, you know, I, you know, I claim responsibility for my actions. Um, I do. I blame the toxic masculinity that we go through in society. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's no reason why I should be, uh, at the time. It felt good to, like, have my girlfriend, but then know, like, oh, chick A, B, and C want me, too. I'm gonna just, you know, let them know, like, hey, the grass is green over here. Like, you you get in fed, but it's not organic like this is. It's not, you know, you're not getting the amount of sun that you need. And, oh, God amount of cringe and like just exposing of myself that i'm doing but you know i like being vulnerable um at least in this sense because it's anyway um there was god i've done so much shit like and just blamed it on just like an aspect of myself and just it's weird because in a way, like, I am claiming responsibility, but I'm not. Because it, it's not just, like, it was a mindset. Like, I literally slipped into a mindset where it's, like, I just moved differently. And I think part of it started bleeding into uh, who I actually was as a person. And I got into fights with my friends about it. Like, a couple of my friends straight up did not like the way I was acting. They called me out on it multiple times. But in my head, it was just like, fuck it, like, it's none of your business what I'm doing. Just, you know, chill. And, you know, enjoy the show. But that's not the type of person that I wanted to be. Um, and I'm glad I took the steps away from that. Um... But prime, prime, like, and I think a lot of people notice, they just didn't know what was going on. Like, my one friend, uh, who, because of this incident, like, her and I were close, and then her being who she was at the time, and me being who I was at the time, got into an argument, because there was a party at my house, and I had a girl that, in my room, that it was kind of just like her and I had, like, a weird kind of situation where I knew some things, but I wasn't sure, like, if it was true. Well, I didn't know some things, but I had some feelings about some things. It was a complicated thing. 
But um, she was in my room, and, like, there was a bunch of people in my room. Because it was literally quiet in my room. Like, we could all chill. We could just, you know, it was a vibe. And my friend, uh, she's one of my best friends now. Uh, she comes up, like, knocking, like, oh, who's in the room? It's like, no one. And then tries to, like, sneak past me. It's just like, nah, like, you don't need to know what's going on. You're not about to, like, blow up my spot. You, you want to tell my girlfriend, like, go ahead. I'll, like, in my mind, it's just, like, there's nothing to tell. Like, nothing's going on. But even if, like, she did, it's, like, now you're putting shit in her head. And, like, for no reason. That's at least how I saw it at the time. And then uh, she was just, like, well, like, a bunch of us are leaving. And I just need to make sure no one... Uh, that came with me is like in your room I was like oh I don't know why but me being the dick that I was was just like trust me nobody that's riding with you is in my room and she just looked at me and it's just like okay and that was like this kind of like start or like what officially caused us to fall out cause I hate nosy motherfuckers and yeah, like, I went to the room with the girl alone at one point, closed the door, and then, like, people probably didn't notice that other people had gone into my room after that, but, you know, at the time, it's just, why are you trying to blow up my spot? Like, you don't, you, you, this isn't like, uh, you see something, say something, it's like, you see something, you keep your mouth shut. In my mind, how I operated at the time. It was very, very shady. Very, very shady. Um, but I learned. I've I've grown out of that. Um, it was definitely... I mean, now me and my friends, like, make jokes. It's like, oh, oh, Damien, Damien. It's like, even now, I told, like, a couple of my buddies I was going to talk about, like, when I was toxic and, you know, Damien and they just kind of laughed. It's just like, yeah, you were a fuck. And, like, yeah, I'm still kind of a fuck, but I'm less of a fuck because I think when I'm in a bad mood or, like, when I get too drunk, I'll slip into those tendencies. But mostly, like, when I'm in a bad mood, I'll start moving different. And... When I start moving different, anything goes. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm shooting. And I'm shooting them. I'm aiming for headshots. There's friendly fire in this bitch. (laughs) Damien aspects do not give a fuck. Um, yes. Uh, I refer to myself in third person when I do this. But, you know... Would I trade my toxic phase? No. It, it helped me grow. Uh, and it, uh, I learned. I learned. I won't say it was fun. At the time, yes. But, like, I I feel like I've grown as a person from that. But then sometimes, because I was just thinking the other day, like, I... Ha- I miss, like, a toxic relationship sometimes. Not, like, my first relationship toxic, but just, like, 
a little bit of toxic, you know? Like, it was a little bit, like, I was a little hot when she was threatening to blow up my relationship, not even gonna lie. Like, the sneaking around, like, you know, I want a girl that's, like, she loves me, but she's not afraid to threaten to stab me every once in a I don't know, like, I'm just, lately, it's the pandemic, I'm blaming COVID for this. I don't need no toxic toxicity in my life. It's COVID that makes me want some fucking drama. Because all that came with that shit was drama. Drama, drama, drama. God. That shit was terrible. That shit was so bad. Alright, so that's gonna do it. Um, if you guys want more stories or more detailed stories about, you know, Damien and the shit I would do, uh, I'll try and get one of my friends on. It'll probably be Rudy, because Rudy knew a lot about... How... Oh, yes, Rudy knows how... Okay, yeah, this was, like, towards the end. Okay, yeah, um... Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, we have to revisit Damien. We. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to revisit Damien. Damien's definitely a, like a, a multi-part saga. Like, this is just like. This is like. Ah, uh, fuck. What is it? What is, a calzone. Where you know that first bite of the calzone is always going to just be bread. So before we get to the cheese and all the filling and the marinara sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. This, I, I mean, I knew this was going to be a multi-part episode. I just didn't think how in-depth of a multi-part episode this was going to be. And now that I've realized, I can't wait. Because this is, like, my favorite topic. It's just the crazy shit. Um, so, yeah, leave a like rating uh, comment on wherever you listen to your podcast because this is the best podcast it is the only podcast and it's not a professional podcast it's a professional something uh, it's a cool little project i enjoy doing it um thank you so much for listening uh, i love you all um time to edit this and walk my dog love yous